bow, 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 bow. I think of the show, bow, 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 bow. That was the whole title. It's like this muscular guy that had like, you know, like, like nose hairs that he used for weapons. And he had like a yellow fro. I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. It used to come on Cartoon Network. I'm not making this up because I have the whole, I downloaded the whole series wow. that's on my hard drive that I need to watch. From that, like, <laughs> let's take a moment here because, like, I read weird, like, I read weird stuff on the internet, like, for fun. Like, you know, I, like, go on, like, forums and, like, read things that, like, crackheads post on the internet while they're high. And honestly, you could have convinced me that one of them came up with that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. Ooh. I know Cartoon Network got crazy back in the day, but I'm just, I'm just putting that out. I mean, it's still getting crazy. Why, 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 why do you think uh, Adult Swim's still going strong? gentlemen boys and girls all around the world we bring you another ripping edition of the dan versus d sports and stuff podcast with the initials dvd as in dvd player i'm your player d with two e's and always by my side is it's dan with an a.m dan the man he can how you doing man <laughs> all the rhymes oh <laughs> snap rhymes. oh snap uh <laughs> I'm good. I am very happy to uh, to note in this episode that uh, we have passed our three-year anniversary of this show. Like, as in, like, the PS Triple. Big ups to, like, our Chad P- Warden. <laughs> PS Triple. Yeah, man. I'll find a link. The DVD, DVD Triple, man. I'll find, yeah, 3D. D- DVD 3, man. D- oh, that's even better. <laughs> DVD 3. Did I, just, did I just come up with the with the title? DV, DV 3D. <laughs> it's, our, it's our, like, gimmicky, it's our gimmicky, like, third movie in our series that will randomly have 3D for no reason, even though nobody cares about that anymore. I mean, is it going to be, like, similar to, like, Niga Higa's, uh, um... Space Jam Three that 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 came out before Space Jam Two because it's still in production, but it's, yes. but it features Jeremy Lin as oh as their uh, their NBA player. <laughs> really, Jeremy yeah. Lin? Yeah, man. Like a uh, few a few years back, that that was a YouTube video. Oh my god! I think I showed it to you once, man. It was great. But anywho, um, yes. it's been a while. Uh, where should we begin? I mean. Uh, yeah, because you know it's COVID nineteen, COVID nineteen, COVID nineteen, coronavirus, COVID nineteen, the adult the, lives, and pretty much it. <laughs> the, the the obligatory we haven't recorded in a while. Uh, here's the three news items we missed. Man, um, no, there's been quite a bit more news than that because there's uh, on this day of uh, in August of 2020, there is actual real sports again. Yeah, yo, when you say on it's, this day, I, I just think of like um, that chorus uh, by Alta Bridge. On this day, I, I see clearly, clearly everything has come to light. Oh man, Miles Kennedy, dude. Anyway, so 
sports, all the sports right now. Maybe not all the sports, but it is amazing right now that, I mean, you have the, the NBA, the WNBA, uh, Major League Baseball, and, and I'm even just like excited to see the MLS, even though it's an inferior product compared hockey. to the Premier League and all that stuff. Yeah, but it's still it's still like uh, you know American sports for us. Yep, hockey. Um, it's and- uh, it's been interesting to see because essentially, you know, I mean, we we sort of saw this in wider society where we reached a certain point. And people, by and large, basically just decided that they were, like, done with coronavirus, Mm -hmm. uh, even though coronavirus wasn't done with them. Uh, And so you had, you know, at least some people who started, like, going back out places, even if they did so safely. I think, you know, everyone kind of relaxed their their incredibly strict uh, sort of, like, I'm going to, you know, barricade in my house and not go anywhere. Uh, but especially once you realize that essentially we spent all those months doing that for nothing because you know the government was never going to help us, uh, except except for the state governments. Like our our state government actually is trying to you know keep us safe and whatnot. While the other, while other states and the actual main guards trying to be like, yeah, you're being too you're being too much of you know too strict with your stuff, and we're like, no, um, our cases have spiked, and we need to make sure we be smart about this because reopening to like phase three and stuff with the cases the way they are right now is just asking for even more trouble. Yep. So yeah. And like, um, I guess like seeing like the, the stuff on, um, I guess, um, the takes on like, you know, on YouTube and Twitter and stuff, which you should never look at like the comments. I remember like, I guess it's like this conservative, like, you know, um, wrestling thing because, you know, they were bad mouthing about this person, um, like being like transgender, being a transgender wrestler and stuff like that. And people are being offensive. And then another person was saying like, you know, uh, Hey, they have this, uh, they had the snowflake belt or something like that because, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to be a progressive wrestling uh, promotion and stuff. And one guy even said like, yeah, like, um, Matt Hardy was, uh, was when he was telling us to wear a mask. That was that was that was pretty weak. I'm like, first of all, the virus is very real. It has hurt people. It has killed people. And saying to wear a flipping mask is weak. And well, no, and, no. and the dude Matt Hardy is from freaking North Carolina, where the cases are bad. Well, no. See which. Why you're... is that weak to say that? I'm which... sorry. I'm I, I digress, but I'm. I was holding that in because I just, I just grinds my gears. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, what you fail to understand is that, you know, the existence of a public health crisis is really actually a freedom of speech issue. And whether or not it exists is really just a matter of opinion. And we really should equally respect all sides. Uh, you know, I mean, I'll listen to it, but like, what a hot debate over whether or not hundreds of thousands of people are dying. Anyway, I'm sorry. This is not a political show. Uh, okay. but we'll probably cut that too, but I just had to get that off. Oh no. <laughs> I had to no, get that I, off my chest. Cause I was <laughs> like, why is saying wear a mask is weak? Because especially the guy who, where his, where his home state is where this, the cases have, have been proven and well documented of spiking. My point in, in bringing that up is to say that, you know, additionally, you could kind of see it that all the leagues kind of started getting together at the same time and kind of going, all right. We're not going to cancel the entire season and rewrite our CBA, so we're going to, like, figure out some way to make this happen. And you can kind of see it's been done to varying degrees where, 
you know, I'd argue the NBA has been the most successful so far. That's what I'm about. Because they have essentially, you know, they were in the in the good position of having their season mostly done, so they can essentially create, yeah, this weird like mirror world sure. where where the playoffs can take place and everybody can be bubbled and other leagues like you know the NFL and MLB don't have that luxury and you can see that in MLB's approach which is essentially like coaches are going to wear masks and other that we're just going to like pretend it's not happening and play in all of our normal stadiums the MLB is a shit show right and now yeah, I haven't even been, I mean, I'm baseball's jilted lover, as I like to say, but, <laughs> like, I haven't even really been following it, because it just seems, like, if that, if after all this time, that's your plan, is to just basically say, screw it, we're just gonna soldier through, because we need the money, then that's that's not good enough. Sorry, go and, ahead. and it's, I mean, it's dangerous, you know, as, as, Evidenced by like you know the entirety of the Marlins pretty much like getting infected and, and didn't the Angels get it too or was it the Cardinals? Like I think other people have since then like and teams, they had to yeah like had the Cardinals to, had like four cases or something uh, I think recently they've had to been like very routinely canceling games and it's just like that means something isn't working and they're they're doing this in like a compressed schedule where they're not going to be able to make games up. So it's like, why? Yeah, like, why are we doing this? You know, like, it just it just doesn't make sense. I mean, it, it makes cynical sense to me because I know that, like, we need the money, but we're not we need the money, that they need the money, or at least, you know, multi-billion dollar businesses need the money. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate because it just seems, it seems so silly to me. But my deal is... You can see how, I mean, it was from, it, it was a dumpster fire from the get-go with the Major League Baseball because, you know, hey, they had the late start and stuff because uh COVID-19. And then they were, the uh, both sides just really couldn't, they had, they were struggling like the, uh, um, you know, the owners and then the, then the, the, um, um, the players association, they were trying to, like the players and the, and the, the owners were like, having this debate of like of terms and stuff so so it's already messy then yep. and it just seemed like they just said like they threw up the hands just said like screw it and let's just let's just go ahead and play like by any means necessary but it what it reeks of like a cash grab you know it's like they just wanted to go out there because as you said we need the money it was we like it was like a desperation thing we can't cancel the season while the nba it looks what you can look at their product and we have it in the background right now on my phone and it's the the Nuggets and the Jazz, 67-60 uh, Utah over Denver right now. Hey, look, it's Rudy Gobert. Hey. <laughs> we made fun of him in a previous episode. Yep. He's learned his lesson, though. Anyway, um, but with the NBA, it's like they're like the they're the opposite of what the Major League Baseball did. Because the NBA looks like, based on the product they have and the preparations they put in and the, all the stuff they invested in to – to do this bubble thing and to promote it and to like have have all their ducks in a row and like the way they had organized and fixed and had structure this like this has love written all over it it's like they're doing it like they're keeping their players safe 
players could opt out if they want to and stuff like that. But for the players who are who are playing, yeah, they have to be restricted to like you know a bubble. But that's for protective measures, which is which isn't which isn't too bad. And, and I, you know, and you know, furthermore, it's what they all agreed to do. Yes, you know, they all agreed that this is really the only safe way they could bring it back. And and this is full of love in man. a contact sport. And this is full of love here. Like they they put time and energy and love. To, for their players and for the fans, and, I and think they did it really well. They, this is like the, they are the they the, these are the the ex, this is the main example of how to do a relaunch or a restart or, or or to open up reopen a league doing it correctly. And I think it's worth noting also that the players used that leverage for something very good, which is BLM. Pretty, yeah, having very unequivocally having, you know, in very large block letters, Black Lives Matter on every court. I mean, and you, all you, of the slogans on jerseys. Didn't which, they like, uh, they didn't have their last names on their jerseys at first, but they yeah. put it on the bottom because I guess it got a little and, bit confusing. <laughs> and uh, I just saw one just now, which made me laugh. Uh, Paul Millsaps is, uh, it just says vote. But because his last name is also on it, it just says number four vote Millsap, which I kind of like. For for like, uh, I'd vote Millsap for for twenty twenty four. I mean, I'd vote Millsap in twenty twenty personally. <laughs> I'd vote Gobert in twenty twenty, honestly. <laughs> you know what? He had a stupid response to the pandemic, and then he learned, which literally puts him ahead of <laughs> almost everyone else. Yo! Oh my gosh! Firing <laughs> him, man! <laughs> Woo! So. Yeah, no, we we pull no punches here now. Goodness gracious! Um, but yo, but um, now time will tell if you know one of the people ends up being a knucklehead and like you know going outside the bubble and then like getting people sick and stuff like, like that. Will. Like, like Will going to you, like that's the American dream right there. Taking an excuse absence from work to go to a concert, like as if you're a strip as, club. Yeah. Like a strip club, and and it's like like one of his like to eat chicken wings or something because that was like this one of his favorite foods or something. Yeah. And like, I, yeah, this concept of like a strip club with like super high quality food is is like a foreign concept to me. But I guess you know, Atlanta's a swanky city, so who knows? Swanky, but yo, um, <laughs> he's leaving. Like, imagine us leaving our nine to five to like go to a concert or something. Like that oh sounds like God. something that like us common folk would do. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to leave the bubble so I can party. <laughs> I have, I don't think I'm speaking out of school here when I say that I have, during my time working from home during all of this, I have 100% taken my lunch break and just taken a nap before, honestly. I mean, <laughs> because, hey. You know what? I mean. I'm tired. There's, Screw it. There's perks. There's, there's perks to um, working at home. As long as you get your work done and stuff, yeah. no one's going to really care. It's not. It's not exactly uh, going to a strip club, but you know. Dang. Uh, but anyway, I. But I wanted to point. I wanted to specifically point out the the social justice stuff too, because I think, I think that was part of it. Is that you know they were like, hey, when we come back, all eyes are going to be on us. It's going to be ton-. like they kind of had to because your 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 like your sport your league predominantly features African Americans. And other nationalities. So you're trying to be all inclusive, man. 
but it's, but it would have yeah. been but it would have it would have did a lot of damage to their brand, especially if you know if most of your most of your um, your employees are black and you're not saying anything. That would have been bad. Yes, I mean they would have been in their right to do so, but they using this as their platform to be like, hey man, this is not okay, and this is what we have to say. And I mean, the you know on the flip side, I'm not I'm not a completely uncynical person you know to realize that like yes they also came back because you know there was lost television revenue to they, they want the and money. stuff like that and i mean but, fine that's you know but that's their prerogative yeah, that's the bottom um, line but they did it in a way that wasn't a rush job and it wasn't out of desperation they did it in in like a patient a calm and patient manner and smart yes and like i don't know People, I mean, you know, everybody is free to disagree with me on the efficacy and maybe the, the, what am I trying to say, the momentousness of things like this, but, like, it, the first game when, you know, the teams came out and the same thing later that night when it was LeBron and the Lakers and whatever other team they were playing. The Clippers. And they came out and the teams all stood arm in arm and took a knee on the court during the national anthem. That was very intentional. And mm-hmm. it was, you know what I mean? And like that, that is not insignificant that like a multi-billion dollar business is like willing to do that and stand behind it. Um, in a way that like the NFL never could because they are, they're tied up with so <laughs> much, uh, you know, like revenue for like, you know, more conservative businesses and stuff. No, frankly, because they're fucking cowards. Mm. Because um, like, don't cause what, because if they, they did that stuff, they, they literally like, sponsors like for ESPN, the NFL, and all that stuff. Because NFL has like that that partnership with the with the military and stuff. But then taking a knee was not about the flipping military, but they spun it into but that. Like, <laughs> but, but what what Still exactly makes that. the NBA different? They have all sorts of partnerships with various businesses too. You I, know what I mean? It's 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 not that different. It's just I, that the NFL was fucking cowards. I mean, I and guess they refused. You know, they they took the one guy and they blackballed him well, instead. But to be fair, though, the NBA has is more about is being a sport without borders. Like, you can go anywhere and people are playing basketball. Like certain countries True. stuff, they don't do football. It's it's like you know we're hooping like we're hooping on the west side and they're hooping on the east side. Like you know in, in the Asian countries from from here to all the way on the other side of the of the world and you know. When they when they drafted Hakeem Olajuwon and stuff like back then, when they op- when uh, David Stern and stuff like you know was uh, was open to the idea of more international players and stuff, so yeah, they have been doing this for the yeah. longest time. The NFL really hasn't been doing that. Like they don't really have much. Like yeah, they're so happy. NFL Europe shut down. Yeah, they don't really do that stuff. Like Major League Baseball, they, they I mean they they will they uh, have players come all about because like you know baseball is you know a sport that is played around the world for the most part, but they're not. That they're not, um, not you know, they're not widely. activists, you know, for you know social change and that sort of thing. And the NBA, like, and also the networks that that sponsor them, like, um, like especially like the guys like from TNT, like in, inside the NBA, like especially Ernie Johnson. I flip and love Ernie Johnson because that that is he's an old he's an old white man, but he is down for the cause, and I love him, man. I guess he he kind of has to be because he I mean he hanging around he's been hanging around with Kenny Smith for like uh, for twenty plus years, and then and now he's you know, kicking it with Charles Barkley and Shaq. 
and then whatever guests the parent uh, guests uh, you know players they'll have do the show with them. So like it's just they're more open to like you know racial equality and stuff. And they, and they're they're a net like TNT was like a network and they uh, and just the NBA as a, as a sport has has been more open to like talking about that and and like kind of pushing that you know uh, that narrative of, of for equality more than and better than like your the other sports that are out there i mean hockey can't really do that because i mean to be, let's be honest there's like we're talking like maybe one percent of your player base is black if that I was so they say, can't I really mean, they can't really do that so it was it was kind of paved it, it was it, it kind of wrote itself you know for them to do that you know it's frankly something you could say about baseball too that baseball has had has like struggled with diversity in recent years at least in terms of like specifically like having black Americans. It seems like there's less black um, players now. Like, cause like, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, like remember back in the day we had like Andrew Jones and them and Ken Griffey Jr. And now it's like, uh, they used to, you know I mean, but now it's more of like, um, I see less and less. Yeah. You know, you, you see, I mean, of course you have people like from Dominican Republic and stuff. Cause that, that's like a national sport for them. And, and it's just like, you see, I, I feel like I see more Japanese players coming in more than like black players for, for the major league baseball. It's weird. Yeah. Baseball has become a hot has, has become like not become a hotspot, but there's like baseball hotspots in like very specific parts of the world in like Latin America and in Japan and other parts of Asia. Also, there's yep. like a huge, uh, fan following in Korea and in Taiwan. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the world baseball classic. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, yeah, it's – and your point is well taken, and I think, uh, you know, I was going to really phrase this probably indelicately, but, like, football is also, like, a very much a white southerner kind of sport. Um, but the, but, they, given, but given, like, the high school football sort of infrastructure that exists in a lot of southern states. And then it's like – then it's like a – it's sort of like a – it could be like a either a fifty fifty split or maybe a sixty forty between like you know black and white, and you know with its very like pseudo military imagery too. But the uh, thing about it is, taking a knee was never about the military. It was about police brutality, which newsflash is still going on. Yes. But they spun it and took it as a way to you know chastise this one dude and like blacklist him, and then they didn't listen to him. And then guess what? The, the, the same problem still happening. And it's funny how now, in retrospect, uh, how I mean, you know, that the people live forever. You the know people, that. the people who hated Colin Kaepernick are, are never not going to hate him. But I think a lot of the people who either didn't understand or were on the fence have honestly looked at that with fresh eyes now and have been like, "Oh yeah, wow, that guy did totally get blackballed." And like, it and it didn't and it didn't uh, start taking effect until like you know older white people were being shoved by the police. During, right. the, during, the, during the protests. And it's like, you know, it's all the more tragic because, you know, the reason Cap was out there doing that is because he didn't, like, want, you know, a George Floyd to happen in the future, you know, and there you go. Anyway, I'm sorry. That was super depressing. No, you're, no, you're fine because, like, we cannot talk about the restart without... You know, talking about you know the the politics of you know racial equality because it's like yes, it's about you know the pandemic and stuff, but you know 
like they like the uh, racial equality, uh, racial inequality, and like uh, COVID nineteen are are like joint at the hip right now, whether we like it or not, and uh, it's 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 a it's it's a curse, but it's also a gift because hey, if there was like if if it wasn't uh, if it wasn't COVID, it was the uh, it was racial inequality. If it wasn't racial inequality, it was COVID nineteen. Those were pretty much the news. Yeah. Um, I like now that there's sports because we have stuff to you know to talk about other other than that stuff. But again, the the NBA is doing a good job to make sure to let you know like, hey, we're not sweeping this under the rug right yeah, now. Yeah, the restart isn't the sort of classic. You we're, know, remember we're not when, shut up and dribbling. Remember when? Remember when the NFL came back after the week that the Ray Rice story broke, and we like came back and got back, and it was like Al Michaels couldn't wait to quote get back to football unquote. You know, and this, the way the NBA has handled this has been anything but. They're like, no, these things are intrinsically linked. And yeah, if you're going to watch one of these games, you're going to see those commercials with all the coaches saying Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. And like you were, you're not going to be able to ignore it. And I just want to say that um, is, I just want to like put that out there and say that is that is not as significant. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. And like uh, one more thing, I just want to say this before I, I lost my train of thought about Cap is the people did this to themselves because Cap is going to live forever. Even after he even after he passes on this world, he is gonna he is he is forever linked and he is forever etched in history. Like uh, he could have been like a football player, and then that could have been like hey, did his career and then washes up. But now. Even if he was, uh, even like, uh, was his playing days done, like whether it's forced or him um, not being able to physically do it anymore? Think of all the stuff he can write. He can come up with his own books. He can he can make appearances and speak and make more money than he would ever would, and his name will be legendary more than it ever would have him being a football player. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, you and know, and people also, and people doing like trying to cast him off and everything just fuels that you know that fire you know what i'm saying yeah no you know it's like how many how many quarterbacks that had like one good season and then kind of fell off had do you even remember from like 20 years ago not many i don't know i remember chris sims had like one good season and then he like tore his spleen he ruptured his spleen yeah because of courtesy of julius peppers yes anyway that's that's a total weird deep cut but you know what i mean deep cut oh That was a literal (laughs) Let's shift, uh, slightly shift gears, but we're still in the NBA. Let me go with your initial reaction. How do you feel now that the NBA is back? How do you feel? Let me get your your take on it. So I had an experience, and and this is kind of how I would phrase it if I was trying to, because I definitely know some left-leaning people who look at this and think it's stupid and, like, that it's just pointless and, like, why are they doing this? They just want money, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, this is a waste of time and resources. And... As you know, I went over to your house and we watched those first two games together um, we that were, night. We were more so talking and stuff and catching up while it was more in the background. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were, but you know, but it brought us together. We were, we were like hanging out, and we were, 
and, and you know, we weren't ignoring, you know, we weren't ignoring anything that was going on in the world. And, you know, all those commercials came on and we were, we like actually were talking about BLM a little bit that night and stuff. And, you know, so like that was all still there. But at the same time, like I heard you yelling at the TV because somebody missed a three pointer. And it, it was Lonzo Ball because he just he yeah. he was just on a cold streak, man. Because yeah. he missed a lot of key shots that kind of shot them out the game. <laughs> remember, there was a point in time not to not to derail us again. But remember, there was a point in time where Lonzo Ball had released more rap songs than he had made uh, uh, free throw shots in the NBA. Ooh, <laughs> Lonzo Ball. Anyways. No, we, we love Lonzo here. I love Lonzo. Um, I, that's another guy I wish he would have kept his hair the way it was, man. Yeah, that was great. It's <laughs> a great lid he had. Anyways, uh, and I, you know, so like we did that and it was just a fun time. And the next morning I woke up and I like actually like felt like relaxed. I felt like muscles had like untense and when i spent time thinking about it it was like i've literally i haven't had a break from covid since it started Mm. like at all you know whatever i'm doing it's there it's always there it is omnipresent it's always you know Mm. when i get bored my first reaction is i want to go out somewhere oh wait i can't you know, or or you can, but you have to like make sure you have these these you have taking these precautions before you do. Yeah. And even then, it's still a risk. You know, for me, like performing live music was a huge haven for me pre-COVID, and that is just completely gone now. You know, so like all of those things. I mean, that's like my personal situation, but like that's how I'd couch it, man. Is you know what, like everybody needs a break sometimes like you cannot mm-hmm. you cannot have like this level of hypervigilance about your surroundings constantly all mm-hmm. the time all day every day like you need a break mm-hmm. and you know it, it, it it's not for everybody and that's okay uh, but you know everyone else has had like Netflix and to watch all this time and you know it's something that like I don't know it it brings me comfort in a way and it's not I don't see it as like a false sign that normalcy is returning or anything like that. It's hey it, you know, just like you and I come on here when like bad shit's going down in the world and we go, "Hey, look, we are not, you know, we're not world leaders, we're not movers and shakers. We really can only do so much in our lives to change things." But here we're entertainers and we're funny. And like, that's the, that's the best thing we can do for you is we can provide you what we normally provide you. And hopefully that helps you. We can hit you with the humor. We can also hit you with the seriousness as well. So, and right. And that's kind of how I see it. It's like, you know what, honestly, this is what they do best. This is, you know, there isn't anybody else in the world who can play like that, who can play basketball like LeBron James. And it's a joy to watch and shooting the basketball and all that stuff with all these players and stuff. And it's just, yeah, they're doing it safely. They're not, you know, and they're, you know, in my mind, I think they ticked every box of like what they needed to do to bring it back. So, yeah. I mean, they even got fans. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they have the, they they have have the, the, the virtual, virtual fans. fans. So they're like zoomed in. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's that's cute. You know, I I thought that was going to be really stupid. That's why it re- is. That's it, why it's it just very well. it, it just emits love for the game. 
And they're, they're respecting the game and they're respecting the fans that support their game. Yeah. That's and, what I'm talking about, man. And that's the thing I think you're seeing that the, yeah, the people who truly care about it and weren't going, oh, oh keep the politics out of my sports. Like, Shut up and dribble. That's my personal, it turns that's my out, personal quote unquote favorite. It turns out <laughs> those people, those people gain power by portraying themselves as a majority, but they're really not. Mm. And you're seeing that the people who truly do care are still here and are still following it. And mm-hmm. that's, that's something I'm uh, rambling a bit, but no, you're good. Uh, that's how I feel. How do you feel? I feel like I've been talking a lot. No, you're good. Um, I also try to make sure that I don't like try to interrupt and stuff. Cause I love your thought process. Uh, Cause I remember like back in the, uh, like, uh, you know, in past episodes and stuff, like, you know, I'll kind of like, you know, interject or kind of cut you off or something while you're in the middle of a thought there. So that's something I've been working on as well. Uh, so, I mean, how I, how can I put this? It is, it's awesome. It's, it's like Christmas. It, it was one of those things that needed to happen. Um, like it, I guess it didn't need to happen, but we needed it. And it was like, sort of like therapy. I think I mentioned that like on thir- um, like uh, that time uh, when they first opened it, when they did the restart, the first night of restart. It, it just felt like it was. It felt therapeutic because yes. it was like it gave you like the hint of like return to normalcy, even though we're still not where we are right now. And plus, the 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 be uh, uh, it's comforting. Just, yes, and to be and like uh, just being like a excuse me for being like a cynic. Um, it's never gonna return back to no. where where the our old normalcy was. Like it's and it this gonna be yeah. It's gonna be a, a, a it's gonna be forever. This world is gonna be different from the world we had before. You know before COVID nineteen showed up. But just being able to see because basketball and this sports in general is. You know, I remember when I saw like uh, before before the NBA came back. I was excited, like I was at uh, at the big burger spot while me and my fiance were waiting on the uh, on burgers, and I saw the WNBA. I don't watch it, and I'm, I'm guilty of that, not watching it and stuff, because I, I want to respect the, the women in sports. And Connecticut Sun, baby, New York Liberty, baby. Back in the '90s, <laughs> I still I'm still a fan of them, but I just don't know any of the players. I'm not gonna root for no damn New York team, except for except for Nescu, <laughs> who suffered a uh, grade three sprain, who probably will miss the miss the rest of the season before, like right when she just started the season, and it was number one overall pick. She was the lady from uh, uh, was it Oregon? Yeah, uh, she was that senior at Oregon, and then like that's when you know COVID hit, and then. That's right. They, yeah, they they, she couldn't. Her. She couldn't like prove herself, you know, and like you know, help lead her team to the championship. Everybody so. having their senior seasons wiped out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I wish they could have did a restart on that. But it's, but it's just too much of a liability because students and stuff, and people don't want to mess with that. But I there digress. was no way, male or female, like there was just no way mm. that you could bring college students. Into a like tightly regulated environment, like a bubble, okay, and have them like behave. There's fair, just no way. Fair point, man. And if any of you out there have ever lived in a college dorm at some point, 
you know that like the next great global pandemic will probably start in one of those places because they're <laughs> disgusting. I still remember, like, I remember this week, earlier this week, I thought about, I had flashbacks of the Gatorade bottles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be, like, just at the, it would just be on the floor, just randomly, like, at a bathroom or even, like, the so, dorm hallway. Some context, I know we're digressing again, but <laughs> some context for, for those of you who maybe oh. didn't have the unique pleasure of these sorts of experiences when you were young. Or maybe you've had worse experiences, <laughs> worse unique experiences. But... Like, lacrosse players would, like, urinate in empty Gatorade bottles and then literally just, like, leave them, like, in the hallway. Sometimes, like, on the windowsill at the end of the hallway, like, baking in the hot sun. And it's just, like, and just, like, leave it there for, like, the cleaning guy to clean up, you know, who came in, like, three or four times a week. And I just, like... There is no way. There is no way that college students could do a bubble. I still I'm rem- sorry. I, I still <laughs> it's remember. Just, it's just impossible. I still remember a time when somebody smashed like the like uh, smashed the uh, the the flipping uh, like sink, and it was like in the pieces and stuff. <laughs> the but, entire building got fined for that. <laughs> I'm here, so I won't get fined. But anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. I I interrupted you. No, you're good. <laughs> I, welcome back, man. I love, I love doing this show. Um, I do too. But it was like getting reacquainted with a long lost friend, even though I haven't seen, even though it had just been like just you know four months. It it, it, it felt, felt like years. Yeah, it felt like years because no, there was no sport going on, and then like the most and the best thing that we could do was like the two uh, was like NBA players playing online on two K, and that was and that was like the closest we could get to basketball, but. Being able to see the guys play and and like seeing them um, um, being strong for us and risking their lives to play and to have the dedication and the discipline to do it safely and uh, to give back to us, the fans, because they're like, yeah, they're doing it for the money, but they're, they're also doing it for the fans because, Hey, fans love basketball, and and, and it's, it's what they do best. It's it's the skill they're best at. Yes, and like that's that's the thing they have to contribute. Yes, and not the only thing, but yes, you know what I mean. Yes, and it was just like, I was like, I was just thinking, hell yeah, I'm like Dr. Dre, <laughs> yeah, hell, hell yeah. yeah, and it was just like. I had hype when you mentioned because I was thinking like, eh, I'm not sure how this will work out. But then when you started being of all people, this 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 guy right here, Dan right here, he hasn't really been like the most excited, uh, excitable person when it comes to the NBA. But due to him dropping the MLB like a bad habit, this dude had hype. He had more hype than I did like uh, originally for the NBA restart. He's like, oh, next week or like oh, on the week. He was like, oh, in a couple days we have basketball. I'm like. Man, Dan is hyped for the NBA, and I'm and I was a, and I was a skeptic, but when I saw the gameplay, I was like, "Welcome home." Yeah, and <laughs> the games the games have all been like really good. Yes, and high level of play. You know, maybe a little sloppy, but like generally high level of play. Plus, it's nice to see like see players like um, you know seeing like guys like your your Kawhi's your Paul George's your your Anthony Davis's and LeBron James's um, and it's but seeing guys like Michael Porter Jr. and flipping Bobo 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 man 
but yeah, like, but the NBA is awesome. It rules. It's it's great to watch sports again. It's it's great to like you know be like an arm an armchair critic. You know, like it's it's great to just get mad at like or you know get playfully mad at you know a player get mad about like choking, normal stuff. Yeah, who's choking like like come on man, pass the ball. You're not hitting today, man. They need you to hit shots. You're not doing it. If you're if you're good with it, let's switch gears and talk about the actual like basketball part. Yeah, let's do uh, it, man. Because you know it's amazing how in like ways people have also not disappointed, or you know like players and teams have not disappointed in terms of like how a lot of the storylines have continued. Like Philadelphia is still somehow worse than the sum of its parts. And that's so funny to me because oh. they lost on purpose for five years to build this team and they just still can't make it work. Also, did you hear um, uh, Ben Simmons, like a, like a, uh, was like a partially dislocated uh, kneecap? He's out indefinitely. Yeah. Yeah. That is really sad. I, I, I like playfully hate on Philly because the process was so stupid, but like, I, wish I the- like Ben Simmons. I like Joel Embiid and I, I, genuinely would like for them to succeed i wish my dad could have uh could have um uh, been on this earth when they when they did the whole process thing i would i would love to hear his take on that for real (laughs) you know that i don't know i don't know maybe some weird internet i know weird internet fans got into it but like i just feel like no like I know we've belabored this point for the past three years. But, but, <laughs> no. Sam Hinky, drop that in there. <laughs> oh, we'll get there later when we talk about our like. We'll 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 do a like clip show, but not. I mean, that's we all, talk about our favorite moments. Yeah, but, we, we're just gonna talk about. I mean, obviously that like uh, spoiler. That's probably like that's easily like one of my number ones. But you know, but but you know, like uh, yeah, I I'm, just feel like no no person who like enjoys watching their team wants to like root for their team to lose again i just i can't i cannot i'm an old fogey i guess i just cannot wrap my brain around like i'm rooting for my favorite team to lose you be that old fogey that just gets tired of your team losing so you need to light a stogie i guess (laughs) you know like i'm sort of like laughing at the red Sox right now but that's because like i'm their jilted lover like you know they they've hurt me very deeply and that's why i'm upset you know it's not it's not quite the same thing as like you know i'd honestly prefer it if they chose to lose on purpose for five years now because i'd feel a little bit better (laughs) than them convincing themselves that they're better uh, after doing anyway, I mean, like I cannot stop bitching about it. <laughs> I mean, it's all good. It is all good. You know, the only thing that I miss, like for the NBA, is just like um, I mean, it, it would have been pointless of them playing. But like, I miss my Chicago Bulls. They were terrible yeah. this year, but they have great. You know, they have good young pieces. They we just gotta get Jim Boylan. That was his name. So he was he was, he was so irrelevant. I could not remember his name until now. But we need to get rid of him. Oh, the coach. He's terrible. But. Uh, the games itself, like, one of the annoying things, I guess they're trying to look out for, like, his conditioning because his conditioning probably isn't where it is, and plus they're trying to protect him from injury. But some of those games that they lost was because they didn't play Zion enough. The Pelicans are kind of getting really conservative. With, I can understand why, but I think, you know, in, in a game where 
he played 15 minutes. I think he scored 15 points in 15 yeah. minutes or something. He only played 15 minutes, and then if he would have played like five more minutes, they probably would have won the game. And like that's know, too conservative. 15 minutes. I mean, he wouldn't. They wouldn't even let him play like you know, like nearly half the game. That's just more like, uh, what is that? Yeah. Like a quarter of the game. Shout out to the Ringer NBA show because Kevin out. O'Connor made a great point on there when they were talking about Zion being effectively on a pitch count is. It's, it's one thing to say, okay, our guy's on a pitch count. It's another to not plan that out. Because if that's the case, then why not budget those minutes for, like, the end of the game? Especially when it's a game that is, like, clearly in the balance. I mean, some you losses know? they've had, like, especially that, that one, that first game that they lost by, like, what, one? One, two, like, by one point? That... That might have costed them a chance in the playoffs. Like it that loss. Probably did. Yeah, that that first the first although, the first game of the restart, that might have costed them. Although, you know, maybe a mild conspiracy theory, but maybe it's because they're concerned about his defense. Mm. So is this defense that bad? At least, I mean, I have not watched like every I've, single play, but apparently he's, he's, he's looked like particularly bad on the defensive end. I mean, are we um, talking bowl bowl bad? I, I have no idea. <laughs> Nobody's quite like those those classic highlights of James Harden just like standing still as like you know opposing players just kind of ran past him. Um, but, but he do look like he has like a little bit less. He has a different gear on offense than defense, or maybe he hasn't been yeah. challenged enough on defense. I don't know. That I don't know. I never those, really paid close attention to his defense. In retrospect, those also honestly weren't super fair because in those years. Pre, you know, really like pre Chris Paul and pre Westbrook being on the team when he was the basically the only scorer on the team and the primary initiator, he I think probably was asked to use all of his energy on offense and to basically conserve energy when he was when he was on the other end of the court. So I think like it's it's a little unfair to like pin all of that on him because I think that was like genuinely his role on the team. Who are you referring to? Harden. Oh yeah. Because remember, remember people used to do those super cuts of like Harden stands still while guys dribble the ball past him and like he's clearly not even really trying. Like and, like like, Will, like Will Smith in that episode where he just let that guy drive <laughs> yeah. around him at the end and get a game winning layup. Yeah yeah kind of. <laughs> he gave him pity points and stuff because the dude had a kid. I'm not a charity case. Like, like, I ain't thinking about th- with this. He's holding the basketball. I'm thinking more about th- this. This gives, like, me getting a scholarship uh, uh, gives me a, gives the ability to, uh, to get a degree in engineering so I can provide for my mind. <laughs> it's like, well, I ain't going to be stupid. If someone uh, gives me a million dollars to do a basketball, do I just believe I'm going to take it? <laughs> uh, oh, classic man. reference. Uh, oh, man. But, uh... Anyway, I forget what we were talking about. Oh, we were, um, talking, Zion. we were talking about basketball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah Zion. Zion. And like for what he does, though, if if, if his conditioning is not up to that, uh, is not up to snuff and whatnot, because he's still trying. You know, the dude came back from injury, then he played good, and then a pandemic hit and like you know stunned his growth and his conditioning, and then having to come back, and then uh, having to come back from that and kind of like doing a restart of that, you know, and he's still doing good. He is for what he for for ins- like the stuff when his stuff is not optimal. He is still doing a thing when he dribbled. Like I think one guy he kind he kind of drove he drove past and um, so it was sort of like you know he drove like it was like two or three guys like he drove past like 
three guys or with or there's three guys within him, he drove baseline and then got a layup and stuff because he just was just playing big boy ball. Yep. And I was just like, wow. In spite of all of that, he is still so incredibly gifted that he can just do things that no other player can do because he just is a lot of human packed into a He's 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 a seven footer's worth of human packed into like a six foot seven frame, and it's just all muscle. And <laughs> what if like what, what if Zion was like a linebacker? I was gonna say. I mean, really, no. If he could Zion, be a defensive end. If Zion, yeah, if Zion played in the NFL, he would be either a tight end, like a Gronkowski type tight end, or or yeah, like a defensive end, like a pass rusher. Dude, like, just during the offseason, just sign him just to be in the goal line. That's that's. Can a, you think about that? Him being in the goal line. Remember, Antonio Gates was a former basketball player. Like, there's there's some precedent for that. <laughs> I'm not seriously <laughs> suggesting it, but like, I mean that. I mean, but just for like comparison, like that's the kind of build this dude has, and that's wow. that's the ability that he's able to shove around people that are even bigger than him, which just doesn't seem possible. I but, mean, he's just a freak athlete, man. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like he's skilled he's too. It's bold. not. It's it's not just that he's a, a freak athlete. Like he's he's, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean. And ESPN That's, gushes over him, like, well, like the, all the all the uh, TV uh, TV channels, like or TV networks gush over him as they rightfully should because he's he's the he's one of the he's the one of the perennial he's one of the perennial uh, faces of the, uh, of the franchise, not, not, well, of the league now. Yeah, definitely of the franchise. And, you know, on the flip side, the reason to maybe be optimistic about him going forward is even if he loses a little bit of the athleticism, he. Everything that he's done to this point is like, again, you know, because he had the injury and stuff like he's really not gotten many reps. He's not had much practice time. He's been doing most of his offense with like one move, <laughs> you know, so like give me throw the ball up. I'll dunk it. Give the guy a proper offseason and, you know, just continued time like, you know, learning and developing like, you know, that guy 85% of that guy's athleticism with, like, elite skills is still, like, one of the best players in the game. I mean, it's like, uh, uh, I also love his pimp walk. He has, like, a little <laughs> pimp walk. Like, that, he, that little limp, that little lean, uh, that little, like, lean to the side or something. He's, yeah, he's just so, he's just so, like, stoked. <laughs> he just can't help but walk that way. I mean, he walked this way and talked this way. But this ain't. But what isn't the same is is this game. Like, well, it's the same game, but it's a different feel because, like, you know, we're not taking it for granted and stuff. And it's just great to to see like the Phoenix Suns, like the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker, he's a he's a flipping stud. That's just like you know, he he just was playing on a bad team for a while, but the dude can play. He's dope. DeAndre is pretty good. Um, I even got to see Cam Johnson, a former Tar Heel. He had like a double double. I think he had like 19 points, 10 rebounds or something. So that was cool. Um, Put it this way on Devin Booker. None of the guys he plays against that have to defend him say that he's great stats, bad team. Like that is very much an analyst take and, you know, not a thing that like the people who actually play against the guy would say. So what did the, what did the guys say about him that, that play against him? He's just a good break, great player. That's been like the keyboard warrior internet knock on Booker for a long time is that he just like puts up he puts up great numbers because he's the primary scorer on a bad team who plays in garbage time a lot, which is like 
But he's a good no, player. No, the guy had 70 points one time, like, that... Oh, gosh. You can't did. do that and be bad. Man. That's not possible. I mean... I mean, look at I mean, look at Kemba Walker when he's playing for the playing for the Hornets and stuff. Yep. And then he then he goes to the Celtics and oh yeah, he's still really good. He just got a better supporting cast around him. He's not asked to be the man. Talk you know? about another guy though with some. How do you feel about your Celtics, man? Let's let's with... jump into them. Your Celtics. Well, I was gonna say on a like mildly sobering note is the talk s- about a smelt it. The mildly sobering note <laughs> is talk about another guy who. Um, has some potentially concerning signs going forward that he had three months off and is still having trouble with his knee. That is a concern. Yeah. Um, Dang it. But he's been out there. He's been playing. Uh, I have. I mean, that's why you really, have. A, that's why you have a pitch count because of yeah. that. Your margin of injury. That's fine. I've I've barely actually been able to see the Celtics yet. Uh, but you know, Jason Tatum was like well on his way to becoming a superstar. And, you know, a, like, probably top 10 player in the league. It looks like he uh, don't regained it now. And he has not missed a beat. And, you know, Jalen Brown is still Jalen Brown. And it looks to me like they're doing the smart thing. And they're going to find a way to basically keep those guys together. Also, Air Gordon, man. Gordon Hayward's been balling. Yeah. Gordon they're finally, Hayward. They're finally he, getting what they paid for when get, they signed Gordon Hayward. He's getting tired of people like talking trash about him and saying, saying as a weak link or saying like there's like a, a form of nepotism because, hey, you know, uh, Brad Stevens was his former coach and everything. So I guess he just got no, tired of that. But he can, the dude can ball. And remember, he, he couldn't. I mean, it took him a while to get back from that injury. Even when he was playing, he was not himself. Because yeah, he, I mean he he had like a, almost a career he had a career threatening ankle injury man. Remember that like when Paul George like snapped his leg in half he was in an not, exhibition he was not immediately like you know Paul freaking George like the second he came back like mm-hmm. it took him it wasn't like a full season but it like took him a while to kind of play back into you know, really being, like, confident in his body again. You that know? that last think, year with Thunder. And I think that's kind of what happens to a lot of guys when they have a, you know, we tend to, like, think of, like, catastrophic injuries to players as being, like, the way it is in a video game where they're just out for a very specific prescribed amount of time and then at the end of that you get the same guy back. And, mm-hmm. like... You know this. You have worked in the health field. Like bodies don't work that way. And then once you bust something, it's not going to be a hundred percent. Like when you yeah. come back, it's it's not like. But when you're, but when they, when people say this time frame, this person's going to miss like you know two to. Uh, it's going to miss like anywhere from two to eight. Uh, well, it's like maybe like four to six weeks or four to six months and stuff. That's for them to be able to play without you know. Uh, super compromised with their health that doesn't mean they're gonna be at optimal level yeah it just says hey they can come back without them without with the less risk or the less fear of them re-injuring themselves yes so but Celtics been doing been doing their thing um um i just love marcus smart dude yeah like yep. they he, still got they still got smart dude can play defense he's, he is a he is a great three and d guy and he has worked on his shot too yeah he is he is good man he's honestly like been able to like run the offense at times too 
And I mean, you know, he's just doing like what he did back in Oklahoma, like not like Oklahoma State. I think he's, was, he's yeah. been able to like be, you know, a little bit of a, you know, kind of backup playmaker too. I mean, he just slide in the role for, that was left from Scary Terry. Yes, he he is he is and playing the is. role of Scary Terry right now, but probably better because he, <laughs> but he's a better player because I think his his jump shot has has probably gotten better to the point where it's better than uh, than Rozier's and his defense and yep. his playmaking ability. And so and his grit, yeah. And so I mean, what you got is, and you I know, still love Scary Terry since he's it, on the Charlotte Hornets, but yeah, he's you know, not a better player. I don't think anybody, you know, I think the Celtics are like in that sort of second tier of teams. I don't think anybody is expecting them to like win the East, but but then when they weren't, they came one game away and going to the finals. But when you look at what they've got, it's a team with. Essentially now four wings. Sky's the limit. Who can all shoot, who can all be playmakers, who can all defend. You know, Kemba maybe is the like weak link there on defense. But he, he, he can he can defend though. He's he's not a lie he's not a liability. He's not the best defender, but he ain't no slouch either. No no no. It's just that it's just it's just that he's short. It's it's not yeah. it's not a lack of want to. Yeah. Um but Gosh, I forget he's like Six feet or something, just six feet even. No, he's shorter than that. I think he's like five eleven. What, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, he's not. He's not a tall dude. I mean, he did. I mean, um, I still remember when he broke down that dude that was like over. That was like seven feet tall when he crossed him up and hit that that buzzer beater against Pitt. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. Dude can that step back, man. He's Cardiac been, Kemba. He's just been that. He just he if he can still do that step back, man. Like oh yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I would. I would just debate real quick. Like just a quick debate, I would be willing to like take his, uh, put his his step back jump shot against um, um, against James Harden. That's a bold statement. I would because those two guys are the best with with a step back shots. I've like you, James Harden has made his money off of that, but so has Kemba. I guess I've just been keeping track of Kemba more, and I've seen him do yeah. it back in in his college days, and then being a being a Hornet. Being a, a bobcat slash hornet, so it's just like, I don't, but yeah, we know we all know who's the better player. I mean, come on, that uh, James Harden has won that MVP. Yeah, he's he's a former MVP and everything like that. This is, but yeah, I'm not saying he's better than him, but I'm just saying it's close I, in terms of the quality of step back. That step back, it's just like people know it. People should know it's coming, but but Kemba can still pull it out of his back pocket and still kill people with it. They know it's coming because they because the scouting report, but he can still do it. Same thing with Harden. They know what's coming, but he, they, but that quick step and that uh, quick step forward and back, bam! Nothing they can do about it when they know what's coming. Brooke. This is what I love about the, the sports coming back because I'm just getting fired up over a step back jumper, man. And all right, here's what I'm gonna get fired up about: a brief counterpoint uh, on Harden's step back is <laughs> these fun debates right here. Harden uh, embrace debate. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> What makes them different makes them great. What makes them different makes them debate. Oh man! No, um, no. Harden's Harden's step back is so lethal that remember that series against the Jazz in the playoffs a year or two ago, a couple years ago, where literally they started having a defender stand oh. basically next to oh, slash yeah. behind him. <laughs> oh like, yeah! Literally, Harden's has the ball, and there's a guy like. Basically next to him, a little behind him, basically to stop him from stepping back and shooting three. Did he still literally, step back? Literally <laughs> daring him to drive to the hoop. 
And they, um, and they because they were just way. like literally this guy getting a layup almost every time or getting like a decent shot near the basket is honestly like that's a better outcome for us than him just murdering us with threes. Okay, <laughs> I, I'll give you that. Like, yeah, he does have the better and, step back. And the Rockets still won that series because like they just had Harden either pass the ball or dive to the hoop. And <laughs> I was they gonna, had other guys who could shoot threes. I was going to say, like, did he still, was he still able to pull off like a, a step back even when somebody was like beside or behind him? <laughs> like, because that would be epic. <laughs> I don't think I saw him actually attempt the shot like through that because that was they just typically employed that like in half court situations. Man, but anyways, but, yes. But yeah, okay. So yeah, okay. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot about it. So I, so yeah, he's still number one to step back. But Kemba is at least in the top three with yeah. step backs. Man, I mean, yeah. and Lillard. Yeah, yep. Lillard. Yeah, Dame time. Yeah, I'm, I'm tapping my wrist, you know, because you know what time it is, Dame Dollar. It is Dame Dollar time. Dame Dollar. <laughs> Uh, other other players too. Um, like, Although it's a shame that he didn't he didn't embrace ten cents as his symbol instead of a whole dollar because then whenever he has an assist, it could be a damn dime. Man, <laughs> Dame Dame Dimer doesn't have the same ring as Dame Dollar though. True. Okay. Um, no, it would have to be like Dame Dime. Like it's got to be two. It's got to be quick. It's got to be two syllables or three syllables. <laughs> or he just be ten cents. Like fifty cents. Ten cents. <laughs> I'm I'm like that guy from two thousand three, but like worth less somehow. <laughs> Curtis fifty cent Jackson. I mean, it's like Michael Porter Jr. going to um to the to the Nuggets. To the Nugs. Yes. Right now, oh, the Nuggets are up. It's one hundred and ninety-eight forty-three point seven seconds left. The Nuggets. The Nuggets. Give me all the Jokic. Joker. I love I love that Jokic is like like He looks tall. like a guy that shouldn't be able to play basketball. I but love he do. that he's like a tall guy who honestly kinda looks out of shape. <laughs> but he slammed down. He lost like what did he like lose fifty pounds? A little bit. But I yes. mean, you know, he's still not like he's not a like Mr. Universe looking dude. He is not a And you know, honestly, you know what I figured out? Because so many NBA players have tattoos, I realize Jokic doesn't have tattoos. And that is what makes... That is like... Even J.J. Redick has a tattoo. (laughs) It does. For whatever reason, it makes him look kind of less like a badass. (laughs) He ain't trying to be a badass. He just wants to play basketball. He looks like a guy that's a simple dude that wants... From the the country that just wants... Because I know he's he's not from uh, from our states. But he looks like a guy who grew up country living who just wants to play basketball. Did you know, by the way... And provide for his family. That's it. Um... Speaking of guys from overseas and the country, did you know that Darko like eventually like became a farmer? Darko Milicic? Yeah. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. I mean, <laughs> he made his money and now he can take that revenue that he made and he can make a farm and I'm use like, that money use that money to make more money. I mean it's smart. I'm like forgetting what I mean, he's he was a bust because he got drafted over uh Mello and uh Wade and and Bosch, but I feel like a jackass for not remembering what country he's from, but he like went went back to his home country and, like, became a farmer after being an NBA player for, you know, quite a while. Like, he, you know... Oh, what a take! I understand that, yeah, he was he was disappointing based on, like, where he was drafted, but he stuck around in the NBA for, like, quite a while. Yeah, Darko, yeah. He stuck around more than Sean Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, but the Nuggets, though, talk about... 
Talk about a team that's that's built for the future, man. They already really good. I mean, they already look. They're winning this game without like two or three of their starters, man. They ain't got they ain't got Murray. They ain't got Barton. Like, uh, and then now uh, the opportunities uh, arising for uh, Michael Porter Jr., who was coming off the bench initially, but he's been like averaging what? Uh, he's been averaging what like twenty five plus points a game, like for real, and and it's crazy. And of course. Bobo, a drafted Bobo, you know, the injury scare, you know, because, you know, he, he, uh, uh, he, you know, with, you know, someone that seven foot two, that tall with his foot, the way it, uh, way it was, people were scared to touch him. But I still thought it was very disrespectful that teams would not touch him until like the, in the 40s. I was like, yeah. for you for you to have those those intangibles that can't be taught, like a uh, like being uh, being that tall, having that type of wingspan, and be able to have a silky smooth jump shot, like and can have handles, like how uh, at least like he could have been like a late first rounder, but he fell to like the mid second round. <coughs> Bless you, excuse me. Like almost the mid second round, and I just thought that was disrespectful. I mean, were people that were scouts that. Were they that scared to touch him? I, I mean, guess so. I mean, I, I think mean, Michael Porter Jr. was even drafted in the first round by the Nuggets, and he went from like being like a uh, without a doubt can't miss number one pick, but with the back injury and the back surgery he had, you know, when he was uh, when he played like I think one when he played one game at Missouri, uh, and uh, and then went pro, like teams were afraid to touch him, and yeah. guys were drafted above him, and right now he's showing people that hey. You know what? What somebody's will and their work ethic will do to um, uh, to prove people wrong. And he got and the, uh, I was watching a video of it by by Mike Krasimba. Uh, he he's a he does like an NBA channel and stuff. But it was a blessing in disguise with that injury or him being on that free fall and being taken by the Nuggets because that is a great situation. He's, he's not there he's to not like take over the the franchise yeah. and stuff. He's not looked upon to do that. Can you imagine like a future lineup where they have him alongside Jokic? Probably, in terms of inch for inch, like the the like two the most playmaking per inch in the NBA. Are you talking about uh, Jokic and Bobo or Jokic yeah. and MJ uh, uh, Michael Porter Jr.? No, and and him and Bobo because they're both like super tall dudes who like pass the ball and make plays and. Can shoot. It depends on Bobo's development of him being a starter, but like, because uh, he he's not going to start over Millsap. Until, uh, yeah, like, that's fair. But vote, I, vote Millsap. But the, <laughs> but the thing about it is, the coach played him for twenty five minutes, so he does have faith in him, and he's willing to like go through growing pains with him. Because I mean, you if you if you're a coach, you have like a guy that can shoot a jump shot and can dribble and 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 is uh, decently mobile. Um, uh, and it's seven foot two with like a uh, with a great wingspan as well. I mean, you're gonna try to find ways to like play them, you know. Worst case, that guy's gonna be like a super sub, you know, and can come off the bench and yeah, just he's gonna be a, if if shoot injuries. shoot literal indefensible jump shots if it, <laughs> <laughs> and be able to block shots that look like goaltending but they're not. Um, but even if he, if it, but just him just by virtue of him being able to shoot the basketball if. If he doesn't have any injuries or anything like that, or that keep him out or anything, if he don't get riddled with injuries, he'll be able to stay in the league for a long time just by default of him being able to shoot the basketball.
course, the Lakers. I mean, they're unstoppable on 2K. Uh, my little nephew just whoops my Let's, behind every time with that. But I, LeBron and AD, I mean, what do you guys say? I think in terms of, like, you know, the sort of, like, classic, like, sports center, like, who's going to win kind of stuff, I think you can really honestly, you can boil it down to three teams. The two biggest series is series is the two biggest series that are going to take place in the playoffs. It's going to be the Western conference finals between the Lakers and Clippers. I think Uh we can basically pencil those two teams in their head and shoulders above everybody else. And seeing if the, uh, the Milwaukee bucks choke again, and then the finals between the winner of that series and the box. Uh, you, do you really think the bucks can do it? Yes. Because they, the history ain't on their side. I, I don't see a scenario in which the Bucks are not playing in the finals. Uh, I mean, you know, barring like an injury or there's like a weird outbreak in the bubble or something. God, God forbid. Um, I don't know. The East is not going to be a cakewalk, man. Like if, no. if Celtics play the way they did last night against Pascal Siakam and, and those boys in Toronto, like they could beat anybody. I mean, also if like save the 76ers, they can, they can uh, get a certain gear. I mean, um, and then you got guys like the Pacers, like they're they're a good they're a good little team, uh, and I mean it's just a, there's just a lot there there's a lot of good talent on the East. I mean it's still there's, the teams aren't as stacked as the ones in the West, but it's not going to be a cakewalk with with uh, and, uh like they will come like it, they will like they're likely to come out of the East, but they are going to have to bring a breakfast, lunch, and dinner because it is going to take a lot of work. They can't just show up and win. It ain't gonna happen. Well, okay, so I'll I'll list off the the three teams that I think are the biggest threat to the box okay. in the East and rank them for me in order of like how threatening you think they are. Okay. So I would say the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the Heat. Oh yeah, the Heat. Uh, because Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy and, Butler, uh, aka Sasha Bob, my. My brain is like not firing on all cylinders right now, so I'm gonna have to look at the standings because I forget. It's 76ers. Those are team. No, no, I don't think it's the 76ers. I really don't. Oh, and the Raptors. The, right. Those are yeah, those were the, the, the defending right. champions. Just because they don't have Kawhi Leonard, we we forget them. <laughs> well, no, no, that was that was gonna be the point that I made is. The Raptors are really, really good because of Pat, because because that development of Pascal Siakam. Now that is an awesome name. If I ever heard developed Pascal Siakam, that sounds uh, powerful. You know, you know, <laughs> Van Vliet is still very good. Fred Fred Van Kyle, Vliet, Kyle Lowry, Kyle has, Lowry. You know, really stepped his game up as well. Um, who else? Uh, uh, Marcus Saul's on that team. <laughs> Right, yeah, Mark. You know, God, we thought Marcus all was done, and same thing. He has really like found a, a great niche there. Serge Ibaka, yeah, like and they and they got a good little bench too. Yeah, talk about a the, guy with the bench mob. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God, but they just don't have that Kawhi Leonard the 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 kind of separate them from like you know from second third best to like being the being the best. But you know we can't count them out like. Right. But, but okay, those are your those are your three teams, uh, and actually that they're they're the other top three teams. So I guess that's not exactly controversial. But I'm gonna go with the Magic. No, <laughs> no. But, but Raptors, Celtics, and Heat. Who 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 is the? And it's worth considering too that the Bucks are not 
by virtue of their seeding, they're not going to have to play all three of those teams. But yep. realistically, which which of those teams is gonna actually could actually do it? Um, Toronto, and I'm and it's more just them just being the team that's really right behind them. I, I rank Toronto, um, Boston, Miami, and the. Um, um, and the 76ers because I don't know because 76ers they don't have any depth. I mean they have depth, but they but they I think their their window was last year when they had Jimmy Buckets yeah. and then when they couldn't get it done I think that just and then they let go a lot of like you know pieces and stuff like you know JJ Redick is gone and 100%. he he was a, he was a and he was a good he was a good little piece and uh, and all the stuff and like you know the guys that they gave up you know. Um, in in that trade, pretty much for a rental for uh, for Jimmy Butler, they gave up a lot just for a rental. And um, Tobias Harris too, which I love. And I, I love to what uh, wait uh, you talking about like paying him all that money? Yeah, I mean I love and I love Tobias Harris, but like they did they traded all those guys um, and um, and lost Jimmy and they replaced him with Al Horford, and who is not a fit. That was very. I tell you, man. I think that was just out of spite because was, he kept killing. They kept he kept killing was, them uh, from uh, by when playing with the Celtics. I think that was just made out of spite. That was hundred. <laughs> that was that was the Yankees signing Johnny Damon. That was like hate a, drafting. Or, or, or the Patriots signing Wes Welker. That was like we're just gonna take this guy away from our rival. I mean, also Wes Welker was also pretty damn good. Which I'm sorry, that's a move that you only make. When you are that close, and you're pretty sure, like that sort of move can put you over the top, either by making you better or weakening the rival. And I mean, yeah, it they is. made that move when they're like the sixth best team in the East, and it's like you know, I just I don't see it with Philly right now because and also the, the injury. I don't know what Ben Simmons like. and plus if ben, for the love of for the love of God or or the for or love of the universe, whatever you believe in or don't believe anything at all, um, which is fine. Um, he just doesn't have a consistent jump shot, and in this league, that's what's holding them back. And he, yeah, you say he won't do it. He wouldn't take a couple threes a game like Brett Brown told him to do, and he can't do it. Like you can't get thirty points just from two pointers and free throws. You can't do it and, and then win it for your team. You and you might can get by with weaker teams, but in playoff basketball, when the defense becomes more intense and they put the clamps on you and they dare you to make shots and you're not hitting them, they're gonna give it to you all. Give those to you all day, and then they're gonna. It's gonna be. A, it's a matter of picking your poison, and that's a poison that they're willing to live with. And they're not even gonna get poisoned by that because he hasn't proven he can shoot threes or make make them like that. Yeah. So I, so it's just and plus they just don't have the depth like they did last year. It's so no, Seventy Sixers are good, but they're but they are they they went from like a a borderline they went from like a, a a great team that that choked to like to a you know a good team, and it's a very very concerning sign because you know you could say nothing else about Philly but. With Embiid and Simmons and the other pieces they have, they were a great defensive team. Um, and they could shoot. Like, like they had you know, like that's, that's part of that's part of the value trade off with Simmons, right? Is that he's like a perennial like defensive player of the year type caliber defender, even if he doesn't have a jump shot. And it's like, but you got to have one. Even with Simmons, when they came back in the bubble, they were 
atrocious on defense. They gave up like 140 points in one of those games. Man. Like, And so if that team with those pieces also now loses Simmons for an indefinite period of time, I just don't. Well, at least we get that's, to, that's a first round exit to me. At least we get to see Shake, like, see more Shake. We get to see more Shake, Shake Milton. Milton. Yeah. That's a great name, Shake Milton. And think about it. That's why Brett Brown essentially has basically kind of like given up on Point Ben and has basically said, all right, Milton played well enough. He's going to be the point guard. All right, Simmons, you're just going to be the freaking power forward and you're just going to like post up now because that's all you want to do. So that's what you're going to, that's your role now. Hey, uh, he did that? Yeah, pretty much. Dang. That, that was basically the lineup shift that he that that Brett Brown did going into the bubble was like he put Milton in the starting lineup and essentially is like, all right, man, you're running the offense. How about Shake Milton though? He went from like being a G leaguer to now like he to a starter. Yeah. On, on a playoff team, man, because he proved himself. I love little stories like that. That's what I miss about like sports in general, but especially the NBA guys that grinded from like the who aren't well touted, like you know, talent, you know, coming out of college or, or coming out undrafted and stuff, work grinding in the G League and then like getting their opportunity and then like rising to the occasion. And plus, Shake Milton or Make Shilton, like uh, with a spoonerism for that, like it's just, I mean, it's just a wonderful name. You just, I mean. He needs to be if if they if Steak and Shake does commercials and stuff, he needs to be on there sponsoring their shakes, man. Oh, that's Steak incredible. and Shake, and then like and then like in parentheses, like uh, right right beside the shake, they put Milton. Oh my God, Steak and Shake, Milton. I oh, mean, man. I mean, they need to be on that, and also with Taco Fall, like yeah, Taco yeah. Bell during the fall, yep. they gotta do it, man. Um, Steak and Shake needs to stay in business first. They for real. Um, so what was my my third team? It was. Um, uh, the Heat. I still think they're young. They're t- I still think they're too young. They have the talent with Jimmy Buckets. He's no secret. Bam out of bio, which I did not know how gr- how how great he was. I just thought he was like you know Hassan Whiteside Some type of player. big dude. But yeah. he, but he is. But like I mean, I knew he could play. But I, but his offense wasn't necessarily good back in Kentucky. But the dude dude had link. He had athleticism. Apparently he's like, I man. I heard stuff about them. Uh, the announcer saying we need to run the offense through Bam, and then when he went out of the game and stuff, it like tanked their offense. Like yeah. uh, on the game I saw on Thursday, because when he went out for like, for four fouls, he came back. Then he got called for a moving screen. Then he had to go right back on the bench for for, for his fifth foul, and it just kind of it just kind of wrecked the uh, wrecked the offense, and it just gave the the Bucks a. Uh, the chance to just pull pull away. While they did that uh, with Giannis on the bench with five fouls. Oh my god! So Chris Middleton of all man, people don't. I don't think people show enough love for Chris Middleton. The dude can put the ball in the hoop, and the guys around them, like around Middle. the perimeter and stuff, and they got uh, and they got Brook Lopez. How that is uh, that is just like amazing how they got got that much talent and stuff. Yeah, they are definitely the number one team in the East. And it, and it should be if they make it to the finals, it should be no surprise. But with the history, I don't you know I don't know. But the Heat, they're young. They got great young core and stuff. But I just don't think they have an, have enough experience to quite compete for you know against the the big boys. I mean they're the fourth seed and stuff, but I don't think they're quite there yet. I think they're like another like like all star away maybe. I mean and to this day, I'm I'm still surprised that. Jimmy Jimmy Butler joined them during the off season. 
Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it is Miami. I mean, I mean, sunny, sunny sky, uh, well, sun, sunny, uh, sunny blue skies and everything. Well, you know, it's Miami and like they've assembled like an entire team full of bullies, basically. Like, you know, people with Jimmy Butler's personality, in essence, uh, with like Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo and these guys that will just kind of come out and shove you around. And Wait, Tyler Hero uh, shove people around and stuff? Well, you know, they kind of all have, you know, the it's, edge. A t- it's a team of dogs, you know. I mean, Eric, like, Eric Spolstra, like, loves that, though. Yeah. Like, also, like, I'm, I might have stayed on the record before, but I want to say this once again. Like, I, I apologize, Eric Spolstra, for, like, disrespecting your name when you was, like, the uh, the coach uh, coaching uh, Wade, Bosch, and James. Remember because- everybody thought that Pat Riley was going to fire Spolstra and just coach the team himself? I was I think I was one of those people that wanted that to happen. Who basically thought it was, like, a David Blatt situation. <laughs> uh, but, no, he's proven himself. Eric Spolstra. He's, he's, he's a fantastic coach. He he is awesome, man. And, and so is um and next uh, uh, next team on the list, like who's no uh, who's number two, uh, contending two with the uh with the Bucks. You know, um freaking uh Brad Stevens. Like, remember when they threw him to the wolves and we and it was during a rebuild replacing, and I, replacing Doc. To the pretty they they kinda threw him in there to kind of lose and to maybe fire him a couple years. Sort of be like a playoffs. scapegoat. Yeah. And they made the playoffs because the dude can coach. Yeah. I mean, he got the Butler Bulldogs to two straight final fours. No, two straight championship games. Yep. Yes. And uh Yeah, and I mean you know, I was gonna say too, Matt know, Howard and Shelvin Mack, man, for the win. Who remember? Who remembers those guys? Oh, Show of hands. Oh, I do. <laughs> but you know, I was gonna say too. Credit to Philly that God. That's probably the first time I've ever said that sentence. But <laughs> what I was gonna say, they did the same thing with Brett Brown. He coached the team through all of those lean years. And people, but people are and, still saying like he, and, people are still putting him on the hot seat though. Especially like guys like Stephen A. Sims because you have all this talent. You gotta get it done. If you don't, your job is is uh your job is heating up. Like your your job is on the line. I mean, but. And I mean, management made the decision to get rid of their depth and stuff. And it is, but at some point, you know, your best player has to also, like, shoot a three. Uh, but, but, <laughs> but, you know, nine times out of ten, they're going to get rid of the coach before a superstar player. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, but, wait, is, is, is Ben Simmons a superstar, though? Or is he close. just Or is he just a star? He's close. Does he need a jump shot to, to be superstar status? Does he need it? Yeah. Yes. No, I think that's what's so frustrating. He's an all-star, but he's not. A, but he's not an all NBA guy. On the outside looking in, you know, we as like you know armchair analysts look at Simmons, and we're like, I we know you're good, but like, dude, with a jump shot, you're from LeBron James. Like you are like the best player in the game, probably. He's he's already you like know. he's already like LeBron James because he's a playmaker. We know you're top twenty, but we you can be like top. Two or one, but he's got to want it though. He's got to have that hunger, and it doesn't look like he has that. But you know, I could be wrong, but he's not looking like he wants it. Not not everybody basically takes the Mookie Betts approach, where they obsessively pick apart weaknesses in their own game. Some guys go, "Hey, what I'm already doing has gotten me to this point, has made me one of the best 
you know, people in the world at this. So, like, why why should I, you know, continue to, like, you know... But that's the difference. Like, you create a ceiling for your own self. It's why like, should I continue to... I'm a great to, player. You know, why should I, like, pick apart my own faults when I feel like I can make up for it in other ways? Because your team would benefit greatly from you working on your, your weaknesses. Because, if, because your weaknesses is hindering the team. And then because of your weaknesses, that, that is... Is you're you're creating a ceiling for yourself and for how far your team can go. Yeah. But some people are just are accustomed to good enough, or some people are, equish, are are like are okay with just being great but not being the best. Some people have that killer instinct, man. You know, like you know, um, you know. Once again, God rest his soul, Kobe Bryant, just a stone cold killer on the court. Yeah. I'm gonna beat you. Like that that story he told. Uh, um. Uh, um was it Jason Williams, uh, the analyst? Jay Williams, Jay Williams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was like, yeah, I, I was like, the back when he was playing for the Bulls, he was like, went out in warm-ups. I think it was like early in the afternoon. He was working on his shot and everything. You know, Kobe was out there. Like, Kobe, uh, I think um, Kobe had left or something. Or, no, he was no, he was working out and stuff. Then Kobe went out and was doing, like, in-game moves, games he would do, um, like, moves he would do in the game. And like going real hard and stuff, and he's looking at this guy like this dude's gonna be tired. And then when he then when they got to the actual game, dude had he wasn't even close to being tired, and he torched the Bulls. And he was like, he, Jay asked him after the game, like, yo, how uh, how are you not tired of stuff? He's like, I was gonna let you know that um, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna let you uh, know that uh, you was gonna outwork me. That's that killer instinct, that killer mentality, and people have it. And people don't. So I'm wondering, there's a crossroads with uh, with Ben Simmons. I'm not sure if he has that. I'm not sure if he has that gene, that killer mentality. That's the thing that's missing right now. Like, if you're a killer, you try to make sure you you address your weaknesses to the point you go get close to minimizing them, or you or you eradicate them entirely. And uh, you know. Uh... I mean, there's tons of other examples of great players in many different sports who really, you know, it's the kind of thing, honestly, that you'd find an annoying trait in, like, a friend or a family member, but it's, you know, what makes a great professional athlete, you know, is is that that willingness to just literally never, ever, ever stop working on improving. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I brought up Mookie Betts as an example. That's, I mean, what... Michael Jordan. What took him from literally being a non-prospect and a like little five foot ten dude to like someone who he's only five ten. Yeah, some, he's he's not a big dude. Really? Yeah. Dang. Uh, I I, I cannot stress this enough. He was a non-prospect. He was not highly drafted, and he just seriously. Yes. I thought he was one of those highly touted guys. No, what was like Rafael Dev- Devers and them? I thought Mookie Betts was like one of those top prospects y'all were like scout because I remember you was raving about him. Like, yeah, this guy's gonna be good. No, Devers was Devers was a was was like a highly or a highly signed whatever uh, like international player. But um, no, dude, yeah, no, Betts Betts was just a came out of nowhere from incredibly hard work. I, I mean, mean, obviously. Yes. Like clearly, there's some natural talent and you know world class hand eye coordination there. But like but we're talking about a difference between like him getting a, a contract like, uh, but also like, the uh, willingness to work on it. You know, and mm-hmm. remember that it was very similar for Trout. Trout was the 24th overall pick. 
Mm-hmm. So 23 teams looked at the greatest player probably in the history of baseball and were like, including mine, by the way. Yeah. Um, and by mine, too. <laughs> but, uh, but point being is, like, some guys are, you know, it, 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 just like with Zion, it's not all just having elite, elite, like, talent. It's, it's you gotta have the, the willingness to, like, develop it. And, I mean, like, you know, Mookie Betts developed from, like, he could, he, he like, the, the way he, the, him working his ass hall, or ass, what, ass hoff, dang, working his ass off. <laughs> of uh, made a big difference between him getting like a Ronald Cunha Jr. Uh, contract versus the contract that he will get uh, from the Dodgers. The contract that he already got. Case in point, he they don't he don't like, worked it. Yep, they gave him like was it like was it three four hundred? Some yeah, high threes, low fours. If I remember right, yeah, they literally literally just to like. Just to just stick a middle finger up at the Red Sox, they basically gave him the contract that he wanted that the Red Sox wouldn't give him. Uh, yep. Yeah. But we it, digress. I tell baseball. you, man, I tell you, man, reading that headline was like seeing your ex's <laughs> wedding photos. It's like the no-brainer. You're like, yeah, like, yeah, um, extending him is a no-brainer. Dang. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, but but you know, sometimes but I'm I'm still a firm believer of like you know, good things come to those who wait. Like, uh, if but if now I do believe, like, if you if you're a fool, like, like, and you're the person that let you're the one that let the person get away, and they're living a happier life than you and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's your your own damn fault because you had it and you blew it. But like certain circumstances of stuff out of your control and stuff, I, I'm a firm believer of you know, hey, sometimes you can't predict things, and good things come come to you, you know, down the road. That means like I used, I used to think like, well, if if it's not meant for you at the time, that means something else better is gonna like come come along, and then like it'll come along in time when you're ready, you're you're yeah. physically, mentally, and spiritually ready. Uh, like enough of the digression on that one. Um, and you know what? Forty years yes. from now. I'm sure the Red Sox will get some other once-in-a-generation talent. Yeah. I mean, it just won't be anytime soon because those literally don't come along every day. They, they don't. But, <laughs> but you know, it, it is what it is. Um, human, there's, there's human error. Yes. Like people make good decisions. Make, some people make bad decisions and make absolutely atrocious decisions. But, you know, it is what it is. And this is our reality. No matter how much we think it sucks and whatnot. I mean, I, I mean Mookie Best was like my... Uh, like uh, I'm a Braves fan and stuff, but like I love more of like Mookie Betts than like you know Ronald Cunha and Ozzy Albies and Freddie Freeman because just the the name Mookie, I mean it's just amazing and like the guy can play and plus like I'm just sort of like a like I like how now that I just become more of like a I've been just hanging out with this guy more like for like over ten years we don't know each other for like for twelve like, no, years twelve flipping years man and we are. I've just become like sort of like a um, uh, a closet like Boston fan for the other teams right yes. now. Like I mean, like uh, I'll root, main root for the root for the Bruins. I don't know too much about them, but you know, because just from virtue of them being Boston. But like freaking, I I will always root for the for the Red Sox because I can't stand the Yankees, and just like except for Aaron Judge, he's cool. Um, but like the Red Sox, just root for them, and then just like. Freaking big poppy and Man- Manny Ramirez when they when they when uh, and like uh, Pedro Martinez was, when, when they broke the curse. I, that was how I grew up. 
I mean, like that's I think that's what made me kind of fall in love with the with the Boston Red Sox from because of because of those those boys. And then like meeting you and stuff, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna root for them. Like like Braves are my first love, but I'm gonna but they're got they're usually my second favorite team. And then with and then basketball when they got the. Uh, over these last like what five years they've sort of become like another like another like another favorite of mine because of like the way brad stevens is a good coach and then like the young talent uh i love seeing like kg and them like even though i hated them that first round in that 2008 um you know uh playoffs because Derrick rose Derrick rose and ben gordon and those boys took them to seven games gave them that that first round scare but then they eventually beat him because you know they just have more talent but um, I root for Boston, like the Celtics, because like I, I like their talent and stuff. And then like freaking Tatum and Brown and, and those boys. And you know that was that was it, a point I was gonna make earlier. Just hanging, just hanging um, with you. I just I'm just become more. I've just been more across the board, more Boston, other than the Patriots. You yes. know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> but you know, this since, is why I love sports, man. Since that's Community. another, since that is another sort of long-running storyline over the years our show has existed. D just becomes um, more progressively Boston. <laughs> well, no, specifically, specifically the Celtics. Because uh, remember what I said early on when I was very, like, you know, very kind of down on the team for not being able to trade for a superstar with all those picks. And then they, then they got um, a head case in uh, Kyrie, and then it well, turned out they didn't really need him. Well, what I said was <laughs> the uh, NBA is – He's crazy you, sometimes. If you don't have a superstar, there's just only so good you can get. And, and you're not going to be one of those top teams. Um and I, you know, that was a point of like extreme consternation for me at the time because I was just frustrated watching like them strike out on Paul George, strike out on Jimmy Butler, strike out on AD, strike out, you know, and there, you know, there's two ways to get a superstar. You can draft hopefully one. hit on draft pick, mm-hmm. or hit on two though, or you can sign or trade for one. And obviously, they weren't able to do that. But to be, they be fair, they've been hitting though on some but, draft picks. They hit on Jason Tatum, and he is he is becoming one of the better players in the game. Tatum, and Brown, Marcus Smart. And that, you know, so, you know, the sky's the limit. I know it, it's going to suck, like, playing in the same conference as Giannis for however many years. But, you know. But to be fair, too, it's kind of a blessing in disguise. Uh, sorry, what was you going to say? Um, you about to uh, play him with Giannis and then, but... But I mean, you know, th- they have a very strong foundation now, and yeah. they've got the guy. And presumably, if they can sign Tatum long term, I think that's why they're holding off on superstars, like yeah. trying to pick up because they signed Brown, they signed um, somebody else whose name is escaping me. Oh, right, they re-signed Smart in the offseason. That was um, a good move. Yeah, because he's a, he is a great. If if you take him away from the, he gives that team grit. Yeah, a, a great D a three and D guy. He's, every team needs an asshole. You, every, like I mean, look team, at, I mean, look at the like Bill Lambert with the um, with yeah. the Pistons. Every yeah, they team. had a superstar in Isaiah Thomas, and then you can make the case also for like Joe Dumars. But really, they weren't like they didn't have a big three and stuff. They had a, like a superstar too, and then they had guys that knew their role and were rugged and knew how to get the job done. And that was a true they, team right yeah. there. Every, like Mitch every, Album saying that that was a team, man. For two years, a, a full team that did not have a Michael Jordan or a Magic Johnson or a Larry Bird were back-to-back champions. 
every uh, every team needs 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 an asshole and needs, you needs a needs a pest somebody who just is is incredibly irritating to play against yeah and you just need and you just need a guy who will just do the dirty work and do what he's asked to do and yep. and who's not trying to be the man you know yeah. And then, and some people are okay with that. Some people want to be the man, and you know, uh, of of the team and all that stuff. But some people are like, "Look, I know my role. I love being this guy, and I, I and I'm willing to sacrifice and be selfless and sacrifice whatever I need to for this team, so we can be a winner." So I don't know, man. Uh, but the Celtics, I think. Um, um, I, the only thing I feel like I just uh, if they are to get a superstar in the future, I think they need they're just missing somebody like in the post, and I think them losing Al Horford is gonna it it, it will hurt yeah. it hurts it will hurt them because that was a guy that would stretch the floor and everything and then no and, and and Tice is good but like I think they just need like they they I think that's one of their weak links they need like a, they need a good power forward threat they got cent- they need a power forward or a center threat that's an off more of an offensive threat. I was going to point when that out. Jump I, shot ain't falling. I, I watched the first game back where they played Miami. Because they jump yeah. shot. When their jump shots don't fall, man, they they can't go inside like that, and they, and it becomes a liability of them not having that great post presence. Bam Bam Adebayo was pushing them around down low. And I mean, basically the dude's name get, is Bam. What do you expect? <laughs> and could basically get like anywhere he wanted near the basket. And then, and then that's that's. And I'll say that, bam! If you are going to be defending Giannis in the playoffs, that's a problem. Uh, mm. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. And then, uh, then we get to the Toronto Raptors. They have the tools, the shoot. They have the shooting and the size to go toe to toe with them. Yep. But the but the deciding factor is like. Sometimes, like, um, Lowry disappears in the playoffs. You know, that's been well-documented and stuff. But I think they're going to miss that that uh, that crunch time guy in Kawhi Leonard, a.k.a. who was the claw at the time. Um, I was going to say, him, him being know. Him being able to score at will, like, to impose his will on the offensive end and on the defensive end. Because you need, a, you need a Kawhi Leonard to be able to defend a Giannis. And without, without yep. that guy, that's where... You know, if they if the teams are sort of neck and neck, then it's just the advantage because they just have a better superstar. They have, they, they just have the bigger superstar, the bigger and better superstar than uh, than than the Raptors do. No disrespect to Pascal Siakam because he is he is he that dude can play, but Kawhi is just I think just they're just gonna miss him. Not not early on in the playoffs, but when it gets down to like. Say they're like down two, they're down uh, three games to two. They're st- they're facing they're they're trying to stave off elimination, and they're down by uh they're 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 up one point or they're down like let's say they're down one point and they need that score, but Kawhi is there or they're down down like or they're up one point and Giannis has the ball. Who's defending him? That's what I was gonna Bingo. say. There's 12 seconds left in the game, and you need either you you need to. You need a bucket or you need a block, and don't even need you, a block. Just need a stop. And you know, and you know, the other team is going to prevent your attempts to scheme a bucket. So you just need someone who can impose their will. Uh, and yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe Siakam can do that. I mean, uh, Pascal has grown a lot. He right. went from being like you know one of the men to he is the man. But you know, nobody, nobody is Kawhi, and uh, nobody is Kawhi. And, you know, 
And I mean, you but know, no it, hate. Ka- Kawhi owes them literally nothing after what he gave them last year. But is um, he? But is he good enough for the Clippers to beat the Lakers, though? Yes. You think you? Yes. Do you think the Clippers can beat the Lakers? Do you think they will beat the Lakers? I think that series goes seven games, and I think the Clippers win it because I think they're. They were, they were able to pull off all those moves and keep guys like Lou Will and they're, I mean, I just... And they got, like, quality pieces, man. I think they just like, have, like, the best the best second unit. Like Shamit and, and, like, Montrez Harrell and stuff. And, and they, they, they've been doing their thing without two or three, like, key guys, man. And, and Doc Rivers, man. It's hard to bet against him, too. You know, conversely, the Lakers, it's like, it's really hard to... You know, I mean, it's still you, LeBron and AD. You, you take their starting lineup against anybody, but after that, it's like if if it's if it's Lakers versus Clippers, and we're doing like we're 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 doing only benches. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm I mean, not taking Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith. I'll take Kyle Kuzma. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. it, other than that, just total aggregate strength of. Full roster, I take I take the Clippers. But, I mean, it's going to be close. It's going to, you know... I mean, it's just like... There's going to be games that go down to the last second. I mean, they and, got two future Hall of Famers, dude. And the thing is, if we know anything, if we know anything, we know that it's also not... When things are that tight, it is not a super great idea to bet against LeBron. Yeah, and he's got an Anthony Davis. Because he's not his, the only guy now. He's well, not. Because of his ability to, like... And that's the thing. If Anthony Davis can shoulder a lot of and he can, he has a lot of it. those responsibilities, then LeBron is now free to really just save his juice, save his bullets for those end game situations where you need something superhuman. Barkley said that the deciding factor is Anthony Davis. We know what LeBron can do, but like Anthony Davis is like just that. He is that deciding factor of whether they win a championship or not because the the way LeBron does what he does, but like Anthony Davis can casually get you 30 and 10. Yep. He can casually do that. And he can shoot three pointers. And he can just straight up block shots. And he can like get rebounds. And he he's got like a nice touch inside. The dude can the dude is just, you know, like just like in the in the video game in 2K. Like LeBron, LeBron and AD are cheat codes, man. Yep. They really are because they can dunk, they can score, they can shoot, they, they can shoot, they can defend, shoot three, shoot twos. They they get they can get the superstar treatment and fouls and get you in foul trouble. Who can hang with those guys, man? And then like if you're trying to guard the paint, so they still got guys like Danny Green and Kyle well, Kuzma and Caldwell Pope who can shoot three pointers. Well, so I mean, we know who can hang with them. Uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and that's why that series is going to be the most goddamn fun any of us have had in a long time. And the only reason why the the Lakers won because of a a, a putback miss, like like he LeBron just falls his shot because he, LeBron did something superhuman while everybody else is watching the damn ball. <laughs> he didn't do anything superhuman, like well, he did something superhuman as in like a human thing in basketball. He just simply followed his shot. It hit the front end of the windrail, and he followed his shot. He did a fundamental. He did a thing that you literally tell your like grade school kids to do when he you're shooting. He followed his shot, and he put it back up. That was it. He yeah. didn't dunk it. He didn't do this or that. Anything immaculate. He just did. Oh, 
it, it oh it, like the my miss is going straight to me. Let me fall and put it up. Yep. And that's how they won. But they beat them when they were missing two or three of their key guys. Yes. And then even so, then, Kawhi was in foul trouble early on. They gave him two quick fouls. Yep. In during that game, the first half. So might even been just the first quarter. So be, it's gonna be insane, and like I, re- that's gonna be. It's it's so unfair that they're both in the same conference because that, that is really a championship a that we deserve. It and really it, is. You know, all the subtext. It's the Battle of L.A. It's the sort of like bastard stepchild franchise versus like the old guard. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'll be happy for the Clippers too, man. They yeah. really they need this. They that. And you, you know, want to talk about validating his like his his super like he would validate his Hall of Fame stuff. He's already a super he's already a validated superstar. But if Kawhi can lead the Clippers to a championship, he Ray validates with three different teams. That'd he, be pretty sweet. He validates his his um his name as being legendary, and he validates his like he I mean he's already like gonna be considered like a future Hall of Famer. But we, if he can do that, if he can win this championship this year or next year. Just go ahead and put the stamp, boom, you're in, Hall of Fame. You can go ahead and stamp HOF on his application. Yes. If he can do that. Like, yeah, like, yes, I forgot. Like, yeah, he's already done it with two different teams. It's, that is the one thing that is like, and again, I mean, who knows? We might be doing this all over again next year in terms of like those two teams being there at the end. But Or LeBron could do it this year. Like the other three, three different teams and win championships with. Well, no, no, I was going to say it's a shame that that series can't be played entirely in the Staples Center. Uh, Because, man, that would be a blast. Can you imagine? Like, what what if the NBA just made an exception to play in the Staples Center with no no fans, but just put it on the court? It'll be Bubble West. (laughs) No, they can't. can't No, they can't. But maybe, you know, maybe next year or something. But... Um, I'm excited for this series, man. But, yo, I mean, you know... We haven't got the, there yet, and I'm excited. The two best players on each team are, like, all really good defenders, and so, like, who guards who, you know? Yeah. You got... you got. It's it's not often you see, like, superstars guard each other, because typically, you know, teams tend to kind of want their elite scorers I, to rest I, on defense. I love basketball because it's the one... It's one of the few sports I know that... You impose your will on the you try to impose your will against your opponent on the offensive end, and then you go back on the other side. You try to impose your will on the defensive end. Yep. So I mean, wow. You get like great one-on-one matchups in baseball, but you typically, you know, it's not like you have, you know, I don't know. Um, trying to think of like a great. It's not like you have like Nolan Arenado pitching to Clayton Kershaw. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Those roles never shift. Mm-mm. It's always sort of like a one-way competition where each guy's doing the thing that he's best at. Um, as opposed to, yeah, in in the NBA, it's like, yeah, oh. you're gonna you're gonna get some like LeBron guarding Kawhi action, probably. And Joe, LeBron and, and Paul versa. George, yeah. or Paul George versus like Anthony. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I now I am salivating all these matches <laughs> right now because, but we're like, like writing fan fiction right now. But say, but, happen. but here, but here's the thing though. Neutralize. Okay, so we don't we don't start talking about the East now. So like, we're just like talking about like we're, it's like it, okay. Sorry, we sorry, know, sorry, West, but it's gonna be the, it's gonna be the Battle of L.A. So sorry, all, guys. We all know like it's, it's gonna we, be Clippers and Lakers. We all know what the most important like in terms of like who's gonna win. That's the most important series. So, but but like those say like those two superstars cancel each other out. Then 
who you got now because the Clippers have more depth that's, than the Lakers. That's why I said that's why I said Clippers, dude. Because, because I, I just I take their bench. I you I know. know Remember that game against the Warriors where Lou Will came off the bench and scored 40 points almost? Like, yeah, and they didn't have a superstar. I mean, they still lost in what, like, Lou. what did they, did they like, did they win like, did they lose the series like 4 1 or something? No, no, it was 4 2. They stole two games from the Warriors in that series. That's right. With literally, essentially that team, but just no superstar. And Montrez Harrell was like banging with them too, man. It was great. Montrez Harrell from Louisville, he just, yeah. he, 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 he wrecked. Him and like uh, Scary Terry wrecked uh, Carolina, like this, those Louisville players, man. I'm telling you, but um, Drew Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe, man, we wore that. That, <laughs> man, that was great, but um, I just don't know. Like, I my, I gotta give a shout out to my boy Danny Green, North Carolina uh, product. Um, sometimes his his jump shot was was inconsistent when he played with uh, with Toronto. So I don't know which guy I'll get. Like, yeah. I, I want to see. If if they get the Danny Green that was it for the for the Spurs, then yeah, that makes it difficult. If they can get the Kyle Kuzma who can who can uh, get them points and stuff like before before uh, LeBron and AD came, that would be cool. Um, if guys if Caldwell Pope can be consistent with his jump shot, and if they can get production like a, maybe like a three or two uh, one or two threes from like J.R. Smith and Dion Wears a piece. Like LeBron, those points add up. LeBron apparently still loves J.R. Smith, and you know, so uh, I mean, honestly, that's a definition of a brother, isn't it? He made a he made a big uh, uh, he made a big boo boo in that game, but he still has love for him, and he's still giving him a uh, helping him get a job, man. Yep. That is brotherly love if I ever seen it, man. It and that's is. and that's why it's important to keep that that's to keep good rapport with somebody because they because you never know. You never know. They might they they might have something for you, man. Yeah. So, but yeah. Woo. Hopefully, he doesn't forget the score again. But <laughs> but you never know, dude. Because like <laughs> Jay Arnt, episode eleven. <laughs> I'd like to wrap. Thank everybody for listening. I hope all of you are staying safe out there and all that good stuff. And you know, wearing your masks and distancing your socials and all the other things that we typically do these days. Mm-hmm. I hope all of you are enjoying the NBA and you yes. know whatever other things you've been doing, sports things that are now back in our lives and making us all happy again. Any any parting words for our uh, for our two listeners? Hmm. Parting words. I love you both. Yes. Uh, for real. Um, I guess parting words is just like no, we can't do it for like you know like not everybody will do it and stuff but like if 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 you if you are able to like you know just wearing a mask and like doing the social distancing and stuff because you're not you're not just worrying you're not just worrying about uh, protecting yourself like you're protecting like you know, you're doing your um, you're doing your part to like you know help um, the people around you yes and keep and keeping them protected as well um, I just say these tough times um, you know things are getting better um Things are things are getting tough. Some things are getting tougher. Some things are getting better. But I just say, uh, and and I'll probably use it at, at, at detox uh, probably in the next episode or so. Yeah. It's just like, like, just don't give up. Don't quit. Like we, the, these are some uh, these are really some tough times. The toughest that uh, some of the toughest we've ever faced, like as a world. But don't give up and and keep grinding because we're gonna make we're gonna make it out of this, man. And we're gonna we're gonna be better for it. So.
So well, on that note, I just say, don't give up and just keep on trucking. I believe we can make it. In fact, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, if you, what is it? If you fall down, stand tall and come back for more. Yes. Who's that? Is that a Tupac? It feels like a Hawk. Anyways. Maybe, I mean, um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Tupac, though. Sounds <laughs> like a thing you would have said. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, in case I, uh, oh, what the f***? I forgot my, fr- my phrase. Something about hugging. Oh, 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 Jesus. Oh, boy. You probably are wondering why we're laughing. I cut something out. Lest we forget, uh, I wish I could just hug you all, but I'm not going to as of yet. Yes, but someday he and we will. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And that's what keeps us going, right? It's memories of good things like hugs. Yes, man. Uh, For real. Peace. Take care, everybody. Take care. Peace. Bye. Yeah. Walk this way. Talk this way. See, sings the dings. It ain't not same. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. All right, that'll be another video. I'll drop in the description.